Welcome to the Building a Business podcast produced by the CMC Network. At CMC, we help women and minority-owned enterprises overcome the challenges they face every day through networking opportunities, incremental business development, and business coaching focused on construction. I'm your host, Michael Obether. I'm with Supporting Strategies NYC. We're an outsourced virtual bookkeeping team right here in New York City. We help construction leaders build profit. Today on the pod, we have Mike Tedesco. He is the founder of Apprenticeship Connections. He helps businesses build apprenticeship opportunities for young people to get started in their career. Michael, it is awesome to have you here with us today. How are you? Good morning, Michael. Thank you very much for the uh, invitation. I'm very happy to be here. Absolutely. And I'm just, just excited to have the conversation. Cool. So let's get started. I have the same question for everybody on this podcast because we are construction focused. Most of the people we speak with work across many industries, but we always want to hear what brought you into the world of construction and what drew you in and what keeps you here. I mean, I wish I had a, you know, a great story to share. Uh, it really was organic. Uh, in 2011, I was selling copy machines. And instead of going after the same doctor, lawyer, and accountant like everyone else, I joined a construction association. And this construction association advocated for the non-union commercial construction business owners of New York State. And just getting to understand their obstacles and the struggles that they were having Organically, I became the membership director of Long Island, New York City, and as soon as I became the membership director, I got introduced to the world of apprenticeship programs, and I just fell in love. <laughs> what was it about apprenticeship programs that drew you in? I, just That was your first exposure to apprenticeship in general? So I, I uh, grew up in, on Long Island, and um, as you can imagine, we don't really, the school districts don't really spend too much time focusing on apprenticeship right. programs, right? In college, college degree is definitely a, a good piece to the puzzle of pursuing a career path, but apprenticeship programs were never really discussed. Apprenticeship programs, you know, I always tell people, you remember in those medieval time movies where you had the old man working on the metal and the armor, and there's a young individual right next to him who's going to learn all of the skills and sets, that's his apprentice. Right. And that's really what it is. I mean, most people, when I have the conversation, they have no idea what apprenticeship programs are or their usual first response is, oh, it's that union construction thing. And that, you know, that's really just a big misconception. So I'm just passionate about getting the word out there, making sure people truly understand the benefits and value from both the employer's perspective as well as to the employee. Yeah, no, that's, I love that story. Where I'm from in Western Massachusetts, trade schools are pretty normal. Obviously, tons of kids are going through standard high school programs and going on to get their college degrees, but there are trade schools everywhere. And almost 50% of my family went to a trade school. So, That's fantastic. yeah, it's, it's just a different world, but I can see being here and, you know, living here now in New Jersey, New York, Long Island, it is a different area. Uh, I can see there being a little bit of a blind spot maybe uh, for families with high school age kids not knowing how to give them options to seek other opportunities to build a career. And that's what you do. So tell us a little bit about how you approach one of your business clients who are looking to start an apprenticeship program. Where do you start? What are their questions? Right, the biggest misconception, of course, and it's, it's always trying to make sure everyone understands what exactly it is, right? An apprenticeship program is taking an individual, regardless of their age, 
18-year-old, 25-year-old, it can be even a 45-year-old, and a new employee, an incumbent worker that's got five, you know, five, six years of experience. You want to take someone and really want to grow your workforce. You put them through an apprenticeship program. It's based on a specific trade, so electrical, plumbing, carpentry, roofing, and that individual is going to get a very structured and detailed on-the-job training program, as well as classroom education. Right? So at the end of this process, it's a well-versed, well-trained employee with the company. This will increase retention, which is very vital in the construction industry. And I know we're a little off topic, but as we know, you know the baby boomers, which is a good ma majority of the employees in the construction industry, are going to be retiring soon. There is this gap that we need to fill with younger workers getting into the construction industry. And just to really just go into more detail of it, you know, these are time-based programs. I and mean, we've all heard of internships before. Internships are very well known and internships are fabulous, right? Three, six, nine months. Get that individual to kind of get the exposure to what it feels like to wake up morning, get to the job, you know, put a good eight, nine, 10 hour day into, you know, into that job. But an apprenticeship program, these are anywhere from two to five years in length with a guaranteed wage increase to that employee. Mm -hmm. It's that mentality that we need to bring back is you work hard, you will get reward, rewarded. That's what we call in the apprenticeship industry, earn while you learn. And it's something that, yeah, we just need to bring back and just get people on this kind of path. So this, that's interesting because that sounds like a, it sounds like it could be a challenge to build an academic program that's really on the job training and classroom training. And we're just talking about normal small businesses that are implementing these programs. So I'm assuming you do a lot to help them flesh that out, or maybe you have a foundation that you bring to them, and then you sort of fill in with their particular skill set. Um, as we know, business owners of any kind, right? They are extremely busy. There's a lot of different, you know, Balls juggling in the air. How do I have to work on all these different things? How about you just focus on what you do best? Yeah. I will come in and I do three things. I streamline this process to make it as simple as possible. I make it as stress-free as possible because I don't want any more additional stress because you have enough stress to, stress to deal with with everything else going on. And I ensure success. Between the policies, procedures, the paperwork, the people that I've met over the course of the last eight years working with the Department of Labor, related instruction providers. Again, I want to streamline this for them. I want them to make sure that they're really truly benefiting from these programs. So if it is education components, what kind of curriculum you're going to use, the different options that are available to them. The structured program is so detailed in the Department of Labor, like literally it's, for example, uh, an electrical program is a 10,000 hour program. It is broken down how that 10,000 hours needs to be done in different areas and sectors. So as long as you just follow the, the guide, it is actually quite easy. Hmm. So you are actually, a, I mean, I don't want to oversimplify, but you are you are a bolt on. So if, if I'm if I'm a company who wants to build out an apprenticeship program and I'm talking to you and I say this is awesome, I want to do this. I mean, you're doing it. You're coming in. You have the plan and. The well, listen, I don't want to I don't want to come in and do everything for them. Like, listen, we want to develop workforce development strategies yes. here, right? Everyone, I mean, that's what I, you know, the biggest thing was is that you hear businesses always say they can't find workers, they can't find workers. And then you always come across individuals, either graduating high schools or organizations, hey, I have all these individuals, I can't find any jobs. Let's just bridge that connection, right? Let's, 
That's why I created the company name, Apprenticeship Connections, because I want to connect all those and make you know, streamline the process as simple as possible. Yeah. When things are simple, we know they will work. That's awesome. So you said something really interesting a, a few sentences ago about replacing the workforce, that the main body of workers in construction are boomers, and they're going strong, but they're on their way out. We have to replace this workforce with young people. So that's going to be a challenge for existing construction companies, I imagine, finding qualified, hardworking individuals who want to progress in construction. I have to imagine what you're bringing to the table not only helps them find motivated people, but might even help them staff up as, as these apprentices move through the program and graduate and become working tradespeople. So I always try to explain to people, you know, the whole build versus buy of your workforce development. You can you could buy your workforce. You can go out there and overpay and maybe steal someone from another company just because they have experience. And that may work on the short term, but there's no loyalty there, right? Because that's someone else. You, you, you paid five dollars more to get that guy. Someone else can come by and give that person more who want up leaving. Mm -hmm. But to build, build the workforce, right, from the bottom up, providing a career path or a career ladder of success to that individual, hey, you're 18, 19 years old, I see, I see potential in you. I'm going to put you into this training program, which I said before is a guaranteed wage increase. So that person knows if they do 8,000 hours, 2,000 hours, they're gonna get a guaranteed raise. Mm -hmm. That employer is also gonna be paying for an education. In some, of the, in some cases, that education can be post-secondary. And let's be honest, a lot of individuals can't afford to go to college or didn't think college is even an option to now have the employer being the one paying for it. You know, I think the pride that that employee feels, wow, they see potential in me. And there, and that is why, you know, years of years of this program, retention rates are always higher. Graduates of these programs, 81% stay within uh, with their employer and 91% stay within the industry. There's a reason for that. That is a huge, because they, that is a huge yeah. amount of retention, 80%. Yeah. All right, 80% stay with their businesses. That's outstanding. All right, so I know you, I do know that this is a, uh, a service or, you know, a mission that you're on and you do work across multiple industries. I'm curious, are there, are you pulling best practices in the way that you structure your curriculum from what you see working in one industry or another? Or does each industry really have a particular set of needs and you're really addressing those specific needs. What's the, how is this service applied across multiple industries? Well, well you know, each industry is unfortunately a little different, right? Um, different situational. But I think the biggest thing is if you really talk to business owners, how many of them really have a formalized structural internal training program? Right. And I don't mean, hey, go shadow Steve. He's been here for 15 years. He'll teach you the ropes. Right. That really isn't very structured, or, you know, we want people to learn things the right way. And, and in any of the industries, you know, I think the wage progression and making sure you're exposing individuals to different skill sets, regardless of the industry, and as well as the post, the secondary education. I mean, there is nothing else like that. And I think that is if it's manufacturing or IT or health and human services, to know that this can be put in place for years, because again, all programs in all industries, there's no, nothing shorter than a year, right? You need, we need to bring that, that 
earn while you learn approach, as I said, began before, because I think this new candidate pool going out there has this expectation that things are just automatically given to them. And I think that mindset needs to change. And it isn't about how much money this employer is paying me or that employer is paying me, but from the candidate, candidate's perspective or someone going to the workforce, making sure that they're asking the right questions like, what does my career path look like with this company? Because everyone, everyone, teachers, parents, you and myself as well, like we want the best for an individual going to the, into their job. But usually in most cases, especially in small companies, there isn't the right structure or support. And I think this is what that apprenticeship program provides. Not to mention on top, on top also of everything else, it's nationally recognized. So if someone was to start an apprenticeship program in New York State, and for whatever reason, listen, it's too cold, I can't deal with the snow anymore, I need to go to Florida, Arizona, right? You go down there and you indicate that you just took a year and a half or two years of a New York State Department of Labor apprenticeship program, that means something. And it's transferable. So you could start an apprenticeship program in New York and then finish it up in Florida. There's no, there's no uh, lapse. And again, wow. you're also learning a skill, a skill or trade that's something that you will always learn from, you know, if you're 20 years old, when you're 40 or 50, you probably do the same exact thing. Well, and you're making this move from New York to Florida or wherever, already having shown, like, I'm dedicated to this process. I'm dedicated to become a professional at this, right? So it's a leg up anyway. Obviously, you want to finish the program. Yeah. So let's talk about that. If, as an employer, is there an evaluation process you follow? You, if I'm, you, maybe you have, you know, 10 or 15 people who are interested in your program, you can only take on a certain number of those. How, what is the evaluation process like? Is there one uh, through your company? It's really, it's really a case-by-case -case basis. I mean, I, I do provide the employer with some minimum qualifications that they should set forth uh, to protect themselves, right? I mean, listen, you want this to work. We want individuals. We don't want this to fail. And I'm, this isn't a guaranteed program that if the minute you hire someone, they're guaranteed to graduate. I mean, at the end of the day, you're still an employee. You're still required to come on the job, be there at a specific time, make sure you put in the hours, and do what is, you know, the responsibilities of that employee. But... You know, the idea here is that this also helps the employer, and especially in the city of New York, uh, with the landscaping the way it is, the opportunity to bid on more projects. Not to get in too much of the weeds, but in the state of New York, any public work, especially on Long Island, Westchester, Rockland, some of these municipalities have set forth in their bids that you can't even bid on a project without an apprenticeship program. Now this opens the door to more opportunity. Before you couldn't even bid on it, now today you can. If you're doing prevailing wage work, which is very popular in New York, prevailing wage work, again, is, uh, any school projects, again, any public projects, you know, if you put an individual on that job, the minute you put a person on that job, you have to pay them journeyman wages. And let's just use a number of $80 an hour. So you have two individuals, maybe one person with 10 years experience, another person with either you just hired, or maybe they only have one year's experience. You have to pay them both the $80 an hour. But if you had an apprenticeship program, you still kept that person that's been there for 10 years, and now you put an apprentice on the job. Prevailing wage rate state, states that if you have an apprenticeship program, that wage can be anywhere from 40 to 60% lower. So there's a significant labor cost reduction by having an apprenticeship program as well. So there are some real advantages both in your bidding process and also the projects you can bid on. 
through having Absolutely. having an apprentice. Yeah, that's important. That's definitely important for the members of the CMC to know, right? Because that's that's really their goal is growth, business stability, and every business depends on their team. And what you're talking about is crafting a volunteer force, obviously paid volunteers, versus a mercenary force, like you described earlier, where, oh, this guy's paying a few <laughs> extra dollars, I'm gonna go work there. You're building a, a team of people that have skin in the game, they're motivated, they're dedicated to building their skills, and they come out of the program, and there's uh, some loyalty to, to the business owner because they've made that investment in this person. That's pretty outstanding. <laughs> when on top of that, now the business owner can bid on additional projects. Um, I know this, 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 you may or may not have the answer to this question. I just wanna say that uh, before I ask it, but is there an ROI, right? There must be some expense, right, to implementing this system. It seems like it's well worth the investment. Is there an ROI? So it's a great question. So um, obviously my services are not for free, unfortunately. Um, but the, there is no fee to the New York State Department of Labor uh, to fill out the application to become what we call a sponsor of, of a specific trade. The only additional cost, um, it would be for the related instruction that you have to sign up because the employer is paying for that related right. instruction. So if you wanted to send an individual to a local trade school, uh, I will say that New York State Department, uh, New York State SUNY program, the SUNY, the SUNY schools, are trying to get into the construction industry as well and starting to offer some construction classes. And especially with COVID, a lot of them are offering uh, classes online. So you could theoretically be in Brooklyn right now and be working in, having an employee in the apprenticeship program and maybe taking uh, a SUNY online class from Monroe two nights a week. But that, again, to answer your question, the employer is paying for that. Um, besides for that, if you're taking an encumbered worker, there's no new costs on the uh, side of, of a new hire. Mm -hmm. So I, I can't, and, but again, these other factors, how many apprentices are you going to be putting into the program? Right. Uh, with certainty, there is, listen, there is definitely a return on your investment. Absolutely 100% because again, you, you get one job that you couldn't bid on yesterday. Or now again, because of the prevailing wage, I mean, I could do the numbers, but you know, there's a significant savings all of a sudden when you're, you're paying one individual $100 and now you're going down to 70 or, you know, um, $60. So I, you know, this depends how long that project was for. So I can't give you an exact number, but to answer your question regarding the cost, besides from my services and the related instruction, if you took an incumbent worker, there really wouldn't be any other cost out of pocket. No, that's outstanding. That's a great answer. I think, I think what you, just to summarize what you said, taking, at taking this on as part of your business, there's a, there can be a reduction in labor cost and an increase in the projects that you can reasonably bid on, right? So that's those are two huge factors that make this something worth considering and exploring, which I think is right. which I think is critical, right? The the people that are joining the CMC to build their business to get that coaching so they can incrementally build their a strong foundation so they can achieve their goals. And some of these members have huge goals, right? Having something that's gonna reduce their labor cost and allow them greater access to projects is a huge win for them. And what I also heard you say is, you know, how many apprentices are you gonna take through? I liked that because it helps keep 
cost controlled based on the size of your company. If you're a huge company and you can take 50 apprentices through on an annual basis, get them into the program, great, you have the funds, you have the money to do that. If you're a small company growing and you can take one, terrific, that's great, <laughs> right? You're building an employee for life that'll allow you more easily to get to that huge company status where you can really expand this. So I, I get it. I think that's, that's a great way to put it. So I appreciate you answering that question. And no one says you can't take one now and then wait another year and bring another one on. Yeah. Right? Like it's, it's at your own leisure. Okay. So this is a self-paced program in a sense from a business perspective. Yeah. Correct. Absolutely. So here I want to make sure because it's hard for me to know to ask you everything that's important about what you're doing. Are there any details I didn't ask about that that are really important to you know the construction members at the CMC? I mean, listen, you know, we could sit here, you know, going to the weeds over all the different paperwork and and details that are specific and the different ratios and all that stuff. But listen, I mean, we don't have time for that. I mean, listen, it really is an apprenticeship program. Is a vital tool to growing your workforce. Yeah. Bottom line, I mean, like we've covered that, you know, enough times to say it enough. But um, the idea here is that, you know, this is something through the New York State Department of Labor. And sometimes companies are, you know, just have a little um, hesitancy to allow the Department of Labor to come into their facility. They just don't trust it. And it's unfortunate because the people that are working in the Department of Labor are great people. But to know that you have an advocate that's going to be at those meetings to speak, to be um, vocal on your behalf, to make sure that everything is being done protected for you. And again, I've, I've done it with enough, enough of my clients. I will literally, you know, have a meeting with the Department of Labor the day before we have the, our, our little meeting and I will literally go over to the T what is going to be said. And it's like, they say exactly what I said. It's like, I prepare them for everything. So when I say streamline, stress-free and success, I, I mean that wholeheartedly because those are the most important things in this entire process. Thank you. So if anyone listening wants to get in touch with you, Michael, what is the best way for them to reach you and get more information about apprenticeship programs for their business? Uh, obviously, reaching out to the CMC network, right? That would be uh, always the, the first option. I'm um, a member there. Is a member there. Um, the website is www.accc, that's three C's, nys.org. Um, you can email me at mike at acccnys.org. Um, and again, reaching out to you, I'm sure, right? We want them to uh, reach out to you and you can give them my phone number if that's necessary, whatever the case may be. Um, my goal, again, is to educate as many people as possible. If I can educate one person, whether it be an employer or an individual on the benefits and, and value and success of apprenticeship programs, it's a good day. That is a good day. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna repeat what Mike just said. If, if you wanna get more information on the CMC network and reach out to any of our pros, including Mike, you can find us at www.cmcnetwork.co. We have a great blog. All of our pros are writing content very specific to the construction industry. We all have a unified goal, and that's to help you incrementally build your business. This is Michael Obather with Supporting Strategies. I appreciate you watching. I'll see you in the next video.